Welcome to Learning Through Math, the podcast. I'm Laura at I Teach the Why. I'm Karina at Mrs. Cousins 5. Our mission is to inspire ourselves and others to keep learning and improving with passion. And hugs. You can find us at learningthroughmath.com and on Twitter at Laura and Karina. Come and join us on this journey of learning. Thanks for joining us. We are recording this at the very end of September 2022. And welcome to episode 86, What Do You Do in Your Small Group? As promised, we said we would come back to this in episode 85, and here we are. (laughs) Well, first we want to give a shout out to two groups. One, all of our new listeners to the podcast, and two, all of our new followers on Twitter. Yes, welcome. We're so glad that you are here with us and joining us on our learning journey, our journey of learning. Either one. It's all good. Either one. (laughs) All right. right, Reflection. reflection. Yes. Yeah. I have two reflections, actually, Laura. And the first one is I finally was able to, well, I I actually finished this, but again, we don't talk ever anymore. So so this will be a surprise for me. What? What did you do? I was finally able to finish the episode that you were on with Kyle and John, Making Math Moments. And I did finish it. That was thunder. Did you hear that? I did hear that. Wow. Wow. This episode is going to be electrifying. (laughs) So I finally listened to the, I was able to finish the episode and there was something that you said that really, really stuck with me. And I cannot agree with you more. It's about the importance of administrators going back into the classroom and like teaching, like going, yes. like going in and not, not, I gotcha, not, not let me look at what, look, check something on my iPad or walk around and check something off of my list, but actually going in there and teaching or being a, being part of a small group or, you know, asking those questions, like put your teacher hat back on yep. and teach. I wish every administrator did that. I me truly too. do because they, you know, you lose touch with it. I I get it, but you forget what it's like. And I mean, it is so important. And there's, there really is so much more on teachers plates now than ever. And nothing ever gets taken away ever. So I thought my job was hard, you know, 31 years ago. Mm -mm. Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. Now with all the RTI, MTTS, uh, SBT, like just that alone is ridiculous. And you know what? It's mostly, and I can say this with huge confidence, elementary teachers that this all falls on, not middle and high school teachers, because we're the ones that have to identify everything as they, you know, are little, right? Yes. So, so middle and high school teachers rarely understand this part of elementary teaching that part of our profession. Right. Yeah. So anyway, so I think that that's really important. So if we do have some administrators out there listening, please go in. Don't bring anything else with you. I mean, obviously a walkie because you you know, you need that, but don't bring the iPad. Don't bring it. Just go in there and listen and teach and and even bring, I've, I've told Matthew because my husband, see, he wants to be an, an assistant principal. So I, I kind of like that position because I kind of tell him like, don't forget to do this and don't forget to do that. Like when you're yep. an administrator, you have to do that. But even walking around with a read aloud 
and saying to the classroom teacher, you know what, go take a 10 minute break. I've, I've got this read aloud. I'm going to read this. Go, go, just go, just go take a break. Yes. That makes a huge difference and just brings that culture of, of community. I got and we're you. In this you know, I, exactly. I got your back. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I would love it if a, if a administrator actually planned a lesson, right? And then totally. implemented the lesson and assessed the yes. lesson, like do the whole thing, not just, I mean, yes, that is a great thing for Matthew. I hope he remembers that and I'll remind him too, you know, or, or <laughs> yes. bring in a, a math fluency game or something and let right. the teacher go, you know? Yes. Um, yeah. I, I. But I've told him that it's that same thing too. Like do the whole lesson. Like say this day I want to go in and teach this lesson. Yeah. I think it's so important that you don't lose that. Yep. All right. And then my second reflection was from our previous episode, from episode 85, the you try portion of my, my math block where mm-hmm. I actually pick out from the textbook four questions that I want the students to answer. What I really like about that is that I, I'm now choosing the questions with purpose. I, I'm looking for specific things that I want them to do. So for example, when we were doing subtraction of decimals, first, can they, so one question was just, can they just subtract the decimals? No regrouping. Yep. (laughs) No regrouping, just plain old subtract the decimals, right? Second, now can they do it with regrouping? Third, can they do it with different place value amounts? So like, tenths and hundredths or thousandths, right? When, so now I'm seeing where they're lining things up, where they're, if they're subtracting the whole number, like the ones place with the tenths place, like I'm trying to make sure that they understand that. Mm -hmm. And then the last one was like with a whole number, because that's always really difficult. If it's like 63 and 23 hundredths minus 45, then they don't know, right? Where is the decimal? They like lose, they put, they just put the decimal in the middle because let me just change the number now. Just because, right? (laughs) I don't know what what to do. So I found that it's really, it has helped me so much be more strategic with the questions that I'm asking, as opposed to here's 20 questions, answer them all. No, because not all of them are good. Right. And I love how you strategically scaffolded it, right? You kind of went from like an easy question to a medium question to, I don't want to say a hard question, but but I think everybody knows what I'm talking about, right? Yes, yes. And yep. that's what I've done on my sheet too. The first one is always, it's a it's an easier kind of question because right. I, want, I want to see if they can do the basics. Because if yep. they can't do the basics, that's what I have to focus on, Exactly. right? They're, they're not going to be able to master the other stuff. Now, of course, I have a million questions, but did you write them vertically or horizontally, the questions? Horizontally. Good. Very good. And um, did anybody not do the standard algorithm? Did anybody do like an open number line or count up or any other strategy other than the standard algorithm? Unfortunately, no. Okay. I was just wondering. I was just wondering. But that's but that's where I'm at, right? Like that's right. that's also what I've seen on the wipe books. They just go right to the standard algorithm. Right. But you know what that tells me? It tells me I don't have to teach it because they already know it. 
Right. So what you want to spend time on are other strategies to use. Exactly. I'll talk I'll talk more about what I do in small groups, but I, there's I bring in some of that teaching into small groups. So I'll just okay. leave it at that and then I'll I'll say it in in our conversation today. Okay. Good news. I have some good news. So I have modeled lessons for some of our new teachers at my school and they have Yay. been so appreciative of it. And I like, they can't wait for me to come back and do it again with something else. You know, like one day I did making connections day. One day we just talked or I modeled a, the number sense routine just portion for somebody else that that's like my love. I, you know, I want to be with the kids as a coach. I want to be with the right. kids yeah. <laughs> and also of course, build the capacity of the teachers, but this is one way to do it so I can model for them. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's awesome. That's awesome. And my good news was I did post this on Twitter, but I actually, for our first big unit test, so we did uh, unit one and unit two actually combined test, I used Howie was idea or strategy. And it's been floating around. I don't know if he was the first one to actually have it, but yeah, but he posted about it on TikTok. He made a TikTok video of it and then posted it on Twitter about how he allows his students to have a five minute math talk before they take their test. And it has decreased the anxiety level. You know, it's really helped them be calmer before they take an assessment. And the one rule is you have no writing utensils in your hand. So the writing mm-hmm. utensils are down because it's not about trying to get answers together. It's just about let me make sure that I understand the questions. Mm-hmm. When he posted it, he said it's some of the richest mathematical discourse that you'll hear. And he is not wrong. It's completely true. So I was walking around and I was listening. I heard kids say, Say, wait, what what does some mean? And I'm like, really? <sighs> but nice. but it was coming from them, you know? Yes. Oh, wait, the sum means I have to add them. Okay, so we're going to be adding here. And then like going through the test, wait, what does that mean? If we're rounding to this number, it means it means I'm looking at this place value or whatever. Oh my gosh. It, yes, it really was. And it wasn't, I did not for the first time, I did not hear just answers, 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 right? Because that was, that's also part of the struggle is that because they're such answer getters, they just, yeah. what, how did you do this? 28. That's not my question. Yeah, right. <laughs> right? <laughs> I said, how did you do this? I didn't say I want the answer. I said, how did you do this? Not what answer did you get? You know? Right, right. So it wasn't about that when they were, when they had the test in front of them. I don't and even did think. They, did they have like the regular test or did you chop off the, if it was multiple choice, did you chop off the answers, the choices? Well, just gave them. Just gave them the whole test right before. And I said, stand up, you know, put your pencil down, stand up. Here's the test. Talk. You have five minutes. I literally put five minutes on the clock. Uh So timer went down. And then when they were done and I said, they stayed at their tables. And I said, once you feel like you're, you're ready, you can even sit down a little earlier. I actually gave them six minutes. It was a 15 question test. Mm -hmm. They talked about it for six minutes, but by the last minute and a half, they were pretty much all done anyway. Okay. So I said, okay. So five minutes is is really, truly a good time. Okay. So I said, all right, let me stop and let's, let's go ahead and get started. And you could just feel, I feel like you could just feel it in the air. Like they just were a lot more calm and yeah. I, I feel like they were just more ready. They felt more ready. Wow. Yeah. And did you do this in random groups? So just at their tables this first time. I think next time I will do random groups and have them just like go to almost like their white books. Right. Obviously not write anything. 
Right. I just had them do it at their tables and then um, just to try it out. So they were standing up at their tables. Yes. And when they were done, they just sat down in their spot. Got it. Okay. Wow. Yep. That's awesome. It really was. It was wonderful. All right. Well, we are going to get into today's topic. What do you do in your small group? Now, when we talked about this last time, I had said to you, Karina, that one of the teachers at my school, I had wanted to share what she does and she's a first grade teacher. So what she does just as a opening, because I think we're going to talk about what teachers do at their small groups, right? Yeah. So um, this is just kind of like a a station center thing that she does. She assigns every kid to a station or center and then decides that day who she's pulling. So I'm I'm sure she's already got lots of pre-planning done in her head where, okay, as I was doing this lesson and I saw these kids doing X, Y, or Z, okay, they're good, or I can pull them and I can do enrichment with them, right? Right, right. But they're all already at either the computer or the game or the practice station or center. Yeah. So nothing, there's no like card that says teacher and then specific kids names on it. So I just wanted to throw that out there to people because I don't want everyone to think, oh, I have to see every group every day or two groups every day. You know, listen, sometimes you get one group done for the day. That's great. That's That's better than what you had before of whole group, everybody studenting, hiding, not knowing anything. Right. 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 And then if the rotation, your thing dings, and then you have the other groups rotate, and you still want those kids, keep them. If not, send them back. They go to the second rotation and then you can pull another group, but they're already out there. They're not assigned to you. Yes. And I have done groups that way in the past as well, where it's, I've taken myself out of the rotation schedule Yes, because I wanted the flexibility. It it all depends on your kids, right? So maybe even at the beginning of the year, you want to take yourself out of the equation because- as they're doing the rotations, you want to be able to actually walk around and make sure they're doing the rotations, Correct. you know, make Correct. sure they're doing yes. the computer, make sure they're playing the game right. Now, of course, you're not just going to throw a game at them. You're going to explain it whole group, but then that's what's going to be at the station at some point. And that's the key, Laura, is a lot of times I think because of time, we're just like, oh, I'm just going to throw the station together and not teach it to them, not show them how to, how to can't play it. You, you can't do that. You have to... You have to model it. You have to play it. You have to play it a few times in order for it to actually be successful. For the kids to get what they need out of it and for you to get what you want out of it, you have to actually model it with them and show them how to do it. Same with the, if you're using the textbook, you have to show them what they need to, like what they need to do and how to do it. Not, you know, here's how to answer the question, but okay, you've got this much space in the textbook, you know, this teeny tiny space, but you know that it's going to take you a a much greater space. So let's get our scrap paper. Let's get our math journal. Here's how we head the math journal. Here's how we label this. And okay, so I just wanted to also say that. Um, I do want to say one more thing though. I I want people to really hear this, that when the kids are with you, it is not a time to reteach louder and slower, right? Yeah, amen. (laughs) It's not the louder and slower. You have to do something different because they didn't understand it 
the way you explained it or the way another kid tried to explain it to them, they didn't get it the first time. So you've got to do something different, right? Yes. Yeah. Tell us some of the stuff that you do at your teacher table in small group. Okay. Well, first I want to just talk about all small groups and then I'll and then I'll dive into teacher what I do. Okay. I have currently 21 kids in my class. In the past I've had like last year I had 23. So, I I like I it's and I take this from Peter Liliadal. I I like having that 3. Right. I've tried it with I've tried it with 4. No. I've tried yeah. it with 2. I've tried I have tried it with all those and it's funny because it was a few years ago when I started fifth grade that I I was playing around with my groups to see what worked better. Should I have them in pairs? Should I have them in in a, a quad or a, a, you know a trio? And my own conclusion, my own little scientific experiment that I ran, it was the best was three. So that didn't surprise me one bit in the BTC book when he said three seems to be the magic number. And I will say though that I've I, of course I've tried to keep it with three. But there have been times when with the group that I'm with, pairs work better, right? So I'm yeah. glad three has been your magic number, right? Schoolhouse yes, Rock. It has been. Yep. But yeah, no more than three. Yeah, no right. more than three. Right. Yeah. Because then other kids are just standing around doing nothing. Totally. And that's and so when I do have that, so twenty one is obviously nice because I can yes. easily divisible by three. I have seven groups like, this year. Don't be anybody, don't be absent today. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. But when I don't, when I do have more, when I had like last year, I had groups of two. I did not put them in groups of four. So it's better to go down to two as opposed to, right, up to four. All right. So with that said, I have seven groups, seven rotations. Wow. Yeah. Two of those, and they're not, and I, so I spread them out. I spread them out so that it's not, they're not like back to back. So here's what I look for. I I have two games in my rotations, but I put, place them at like spot one and spot five so that it's not, you know, in one day, they probably won't get to both games. Right. So it's strategically placed. Okay, that's what I'm trying to trying to say. Also, strategically placed is my computer station. I knew you were going to so say that, that. Yep, because I don't want I do want them to see it kind of throughout the week and not all together. So what is that? Uh, and two we, and six. It is. Oh my God! It is two and six. <laughs> <laughs> do oh I know you're what? <laughs> wow! Impressive. Then one station will always be some kind of fluency game, either the product game, Ken Ken. For this unit that I'm just in now, I'm using a game from the the game I was telling you about from figuring out fluency, the one that I kind of tweaked. The split. The placing splits, but placing the product. So soon I will change it to, because we're now going into multiplication, I still want them to keep practicing that fluency with multiplication mm-hmm. with just single digit. So I'm going to keep that game for this unit, but then I'm going to change it to going back to like adding decimals and subtracting decimals and then, and then play, and then that's review. With the spiral. Your stations one and five for the game, or is this a completely different station? Yeah, this is a different one. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I found this great, it's actually a resource from Mix and Math. Yes. Brittany Hagee, and she has these, the the one that I have right now, it's just these base 10 cards and they're challenge cards. I really like these ones because they increase in, in difficulty. So they're kind of scaffolded like a task card. Here's right. a question. 
solve it. Are they self-correcting? Uh, I I have the answer key. Okay. I didn't put it in because I wanted to see first how many they could get through in the eight eight minute rotation, and they are not getting through very many. So I think I want to wait a little bit you know, so that they're using the paper a little bit more often because I don't want them to just copy the answers down. Right, But right. I will I will at some point throw in the answer key and now they can check their work and okay. see where they got wrong, right? So what's your station five game? The game is Hunt for Decimals. And that one is from the K through five math resources that you had yeah. shared with me ages ago. Yes, I'll put it in the show notes. Okay. I don't remember the exact the, name of it. So, okay, got right. it. It is a, you can pay for it. And I did. And I, and I love these station rotations. I do, I really do. They're very easy. Like the materials are very simple. It's, it's usually a dice, dice or playing cards or cards that you can print out. So it's, it's, it's Perfect. so simple. Yeah. And you just print out the direction sheet. I do like to model it first because you won't get, you won't get what you want from it unless you model it. But yep. this one, Hunt for Decimals, what I like about it, it's like Battleship. So they have to place yeah, their- I think I've played thing. this before. <laughs> yeah. And I've, I've tweaked it so that I have three game boards and mm-hmm. player one and player two, like they have the, the other game boards inside their folder so they can keep track of like each other's. Got it. What do they do when they're with you? Okay. With me, this is really where, I, I mean, I- Definitely do review of past assessments if there's things that they – now, that doesn't mean that I take out the test and we're doing the questions. No, that's not what I mean. I mean I'm looking at what is it that uh, they, that group needs. I will also say that the small groups that are – when I make the small groups, it's random. So I put in a random generator and that's their group for the unit or for whenever I'm done. Like it doesn't have to be changed every unit or every week. I read that right. somewhere. Stay with it for the whole unit. You don't have to change change your stations. So I change it when I need it. You know, when I feel like I've, I've seen the kids or I need to switch it up, that's when I change it. So random groups and I'll review things that I know they need. So either something from a test, if the whole class did poorly on it, the, I'll do a question that's similar to it. Or I know in anticipation, knowing that like rounding is always something that's hard. So right. I have just this year, I've been working smarter and I have I've made these cards so that I'm, I'm not having to think on the spot. I'm right. good at thinking on the spot, but sometimes you're not as strategic when you're thinking on the spot. Yes. So I made these cards for my small groups and this is the beauty of it. It has allowed me to also walk away. So yes. I take a card and I say, work on this. I'll be right back. And so then it allows me to make make that circle, yep. make sure that everyone is on task, doing what they're supposed to do, come back. And then it allows them to talk, right? Because now I'm not there. Right. And they're solving either independently or they're, you know, looking at each other's on the table because they just write on expo markers on the table. And then when I come back, now we can actually, we're ready to have a conversation. Love it. Yep. And so that has been a, a big change this year. And and I'm just thinking about it as as a better way, smarter way to do it because now I have it for next year. It's a resource that's already done. Yeah, you know, I don't have to recreate it every year. Yep. But it'll also allow me to to kind of focus on different strategies. So like we were talking about in in our 
kind of intro, they don't remember things like doubling and having. They don't remember things like using on an open number line, right? right? How to adding and subtracting decimals. So I purposefully chose this problem, six and three tenths minus five and 98 hundreds. And of course, every single one of them, standard algorithm. Yep. Right. And they all pulled down the eight and they didn't think about regrouping. They didn't put a zero. Every single one, right? Every single one. And I said, okay, you can do it that way, but look at these numbers. What do you notice about these numbers? (laughs) And of course, they don't notice anything about the numbers because no one's ever asked them to notice anything about the numbers. Yeah. And I said, are they are they kind of close together? Are they kind of far far apart? And one of my students said, well, they're they're close together. And I said, hmm. Well, if they're close together, maybe we could do it like this. Mm-hmm. And and I just gave it to them because I know right. that it's not it's not there. That's that explicit instruction when right. that's what they need at that moment. Right. So I'm going to try doing it like this. I'm going to try to count uh, on, like count up from mm-hmm. five and ninety-eight. Like think of money, right? Five dollars and ninety-eight cents. And duh, of course, that's why I chose that number, right? <laughs> I chose it because it looks like six dollars. Right. So I'm I'm trying to perp again purposefully it, choose, right yeah so five and ninety eight hundreds how much more would I would I need to add to this number to get to a number that's a little easier to deal with and then they they said two tenths and I'm like hmm two tenths hmm two tenths I wonder if I have two tenths to and add it to this would it give me would it give me something easier yeah it'll give you six hmm two tenths. I, are you sure about that? Oh, no, 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 no. I meant two hundredths. Oh, you meant two hundredths. Okay, let me write two hundred. right? So it's that right. whole conversation. And then, okay, now what, what does that get me to? Six, six holes. Oh, all right. So how many more do I need to, oh, you just need, now you need three tenths, three tenths. And so what do I do now? What do I do with this? I have three tenths and two hundredths. What does that, what do I do with that? You just add them up. Oh, and look, that's exactly what you got. But I didn't have to do all that regrouping. Right. Like, that they oh. didn't do anyways because they forgot right. to put the zero and they just pulled down the, the eight. Right, right. <laughs> and so that's example number one. And the example number two is this other idea of not always using the standard algorithm. So again, this is what my class is struggling on, right? They are good right. with the standard algorithm. What they need is examples of not using it. Right. So 54 minus 42 and 17 hundredths, right? Now they're going to have all these zeros that yep. they have to they're regroup. Panic. Yep. And I said, well, what if we made it? We Because remember, subtraction is distance between two numbers. What if we shifted the distance to make it 53 and 99 hundredths? Mm-hmm. And whatever. Now I don't remember what the number I said is. Me neither. But one, yeah, right. one, one hundredth less, right? right? So that you're just picking up the distance. That was like, I was, I was, I showing them something that they like had never seen before. Like no, maybe they've never seen it before. That's why. Right. <laughs> yeah. They were shocked. You what can't just do magic that. is that. Right. No, yes, you can. Isn't 10 minus seven. Isn't that three? Yeah. Okay. Isn't, isn't nine minus six also three, right? Isn't, 
isn't, and I kept, and then yep. I went, well, could I add one more too? Isn't 11 minus eight also three? And they're like, oh, <laughs> Because like you don't no have to regroup. Reason. One more thing that I just want to add that I've done, and this is again, this is from just new this year that I've I'm so proud of myself for for doing this. Using those you try papers that I've been I've I gave them. I fo- I can photocopy one of the like one that was done in a way that I want to discuss, or I can focus on an error analysis, right? And now I can give them the paper at my small group. And so now we're doing something completely different. It's not the same, right? We're yep. doing our error analysis or tell me what you see here. How did this person solve it? Is this something you could try? Is this a new strategy for you? Blah, 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 right? It's like, so it's totally, so these papers have become so handy because now it's a tool I can use in my small group as well. That's awesome. Okay, listeners, we are going to jump into the challenge. We want you to let us know what you do with your kids in small group. Thanks for joining us. We'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast and give us a five-star review on your favorite podcasting platform. We invite you to join the conversation on Twitter by using the hashtag learning through math. We'd love to hear your feedback. Make sure to tag us at Laura and Karina. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. To you too.